Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. It's one of those games you want to watch the film because there's a number of things that make sweeping judgments about exactly what happened without seeing it. So, uh, but obviously, you know, they were they were they were good tonight, and we needed to be better. I thought you know, the end of quarter situations hurt us. Um, there were a couple runs there where we, you know, we were right there in the game. So I don't know that the score necessarily reflects um, the game, but in this case, it you know, they built a built a lead too. So. Um, and they did that, you know, I think the physicality and aggressiveness, and, and they made some shots too. There's Quinn Snyder talking after the Utah Jazz fall to the Indiana Pacers, 121 to 102. PK, those end of quarter runs, that's that's the bench. I'm, I'm intrigued to see as they get here to the trade deadline if there'll be a move made to bolster the bench and give them a little, little boost there because when they go to the bench at the end of quarters, often bad things happen. Well, then go to the bench at uh, earlier in a game or in the middle of the quarter. Solve that one. Bad things will happen then. You for sure, huh? So the, you think the bench sucks? <sighs> it's what it's looking like right now, a quarter of the way into the season. I mean, you keep tinkering and see what you can come up with, different combinations and all of that, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was something done here before the trade deadline. See if they can get a, get a boost. Well, Conley needs to start giving them something more consistently. Absolutely. At what point can we just say, all right, this is a problem? Uh, anytime you want. I think a quarter of the way through the season, you start to get a feel for that kind of stuff. This is a problem. This is a problem. Well, you said anytime I want. I want to do it right now then. Once I got your permission. <laughs> you always need my permission. Well, you played the game. I never did. <laughs> you understand it better than I do. I think you understand it pretty well, PK. He's hurting him, man. There's it's too just, many two for tens. Yeah. Gosh, get going already, man. And I mean, they well, when it was up. early and he was shooting 20%, we thought he'd upgrade. Yeah. But it seems like it's kind of plateaued in the high 30s. And 36, 37%, 10, not I mean, what just, you're looking for. It's not good enough. Oladipo's not playing, and, and they still got worked. I was disappointed. This five-game road trip, the middle game, the third one is tonight in Memphis. And of the five teams, this is the only one that doesn't have a winning record, PK. That's true. So, on paper... This is the most winnable of the five games. Got to get this one. I know last time there was a lot of emotion and all that, but now it's the second time back. You need to move past that and play a good game and get a win. I agree. Because otherwise you're staring at a, an 0-5 trip possibly. That would be sucky-wucky. That would be – what was that? That's a technical term. Sucky-wucky? Yeah. All right, games tonight at 6. Pre-game show, 5 o'clock, right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NBA. Well, Steve Kerr's got a cut on his right hand, PK. He just couldn't handle another bad performance. They were playing poorly against the Bulls. He broke the cut clipboard, cut himself, said later, it's a mere flesh wound. I'm allotted two broken clipboards a year. This was number one. It always cuts my hand in the same place. This was a little deeper, though. I, I must have been a little more upset. They won 104.90. I Woo. really question using your clipboard mulligan in November. Too early? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to take your clipboard cup, uh, 
broken mulligans into the offseason, you know, because they don't carry over. But now, and you got to be on your best behavior. Clipboard mulligans are like timeouts. So you get two, that means, so then you actually have three clipboards you can use. Because you get two broken. Then you got to have a third one to go right. to after you saying? break the two. You still have to be able to diagram. So plays. is it two clipboards or two broken clipboards? It's two broken clipboards. So he, all right. <clears throat> he can bring it a little one. early. You know, but now, you, I mean, you got to really watch yourself at least until late February after the All-Star break. Pace yourself. Save something for the second half of the season. Yeah, because you think you're going to break one then. Or maybe at that point you don't give a crap anymore and you're you're tanking. You're in full tank mode trying to get that the most lo- uh, ping pong balls possible. Prep yourself for the lottery. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting development to watch. And maybe it's because it was the Bulls who really suck. They're playing the Heat tonight, but he can go in there expecting an L and probably be able to roll with it a little better. Okay. That's keen analysis. Thank you. Lakers are playing again tonight. The 16-2 and Lakers, who were uh, in trouble in New Orleans until they weren't, they're struggling. Twitter went nuts because LeBron banged knees with somebody and left the game, and then he just came back, and they rallied, and they won. They got to play the full do? 45 minutes, and New Orleans didn't do that. Full 45? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, 15 minutes a quarter. Lakers and Wizards on NBA TV tonight, if you want to check that out. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. BYU takes third place in the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. Really sorry, I'm not going to get to say that several more times. They win two you, out of you three. You anytime you want, Dave. I don't want to. Oh. The two games. That's kind of a contradiction. Two games where they shot the three-pointer, they won. Uh, shot eight, 50%. But shot it well. The, the ball went in. Yes. And then gets Kansas... That's the beauty of college basketball. I mean, you can take third place and celebrate and party until you leave the next day on the flight. A Latter-day Saint party. Absolutely. No booze, according to Mark Pope. But that's that's the greatness of college sports, is that you can get beat and not finish, not second, not first, but still be excited. And they got one more game tomorrow, Montana Tech, so that means they should finish 6-3 and three without Childs. And then they have uh, the Utes on Wednesday. Take that in his first game back. So I think six and three without your best player. Is if you want to signed off on that, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. You can go back and play what it could have, should have the Boise State game. That's it. Slipped away. But, I mean, but, Honey Hall's could have missed the shot against Houston, so that thing kind of flushes out there. Yep. So I don't know. I don't really think you can go back because if you're going to go back, you got to go back and could have, would have, should have not. Well, we shouldn't have won that game, and we barely won that game, so they don't really count. Yeah. You just take them, and so they, they – I would say that's pretty good. And I told you, I've been in that gym. I've shot at that gym, and those rims are really soft. So see them uh, Wednesday night shoot the ball as well. It was cool to see, and that's the recipe to win without much of an inside game. Now, Childs will come back and be able to give them that. I'm excited for his return on Wednesday, and it's a nice game, obviously, against the Utes at the Huntsman Center. I look forward to seeing that. And, and they've, they've got some tough games coming up the, the, the rest of the time. They, they have a nice preseason schedule, pre-conference schedule, because they got the Utes, obviously. they got Utah State, who's nationally ranked. Uh, they got, do, they, do they play St. Mary's? I think they do, don't they? And I know they got Nevada. they got UNLV and Nevada yeah. both. Yeah. So those are nice games. 
St. Mary's at St. Mary's on January 9th. Well, of course they got St. Mary's. They're a, uh, they've got them twice. That was stupid. They're in the same conference. Well, Utah State's got St. Mary's tonight. That's what I was thinking of. Utah State. Yes, thank you. Utah State has chosen to play St. Mary's. And uh, what game is what? Uh, what television is that on? It's an ESPN game. ESPN U at nine thirty. Right. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Uh, that Utah State. You, you know, they've traditionally played a soft non-conference schedule, and so St. Mary's is a nice game for them as a nationally ranked team. What are they? Fifteenth now. They are fifteenth as they go to Moraga, California. Yeah, Moraga is just fun to say. Again, you, just, you can say it anytime you want. You can go Maui Gym. You can just alternate Maui Gym, Maui Invitational, and Moraga, California. If they ever had the Maui Gym, Maui Invitational, and Moraga, that would be out of control. Utah hosting UC Davis, alternately known as? Well, in their press release, they call it UC David. And really, what difference does it make? That's tonight, 7 o'clock on the Pac-12 Networks. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. We got a bunch of really good players in this senior class. You know, two years ago, when you look at the roster, you could see it coming that this was going to be a year where, where uh, there's going to be a lot of talent on the field and a lot of key players, barring, you know, injury or early departures, which fortunately didn't happen for us. And so it was just, you could see it coming. And just because you see it coming or you think you have some potential or a chance doesn't mean it always happens. And these guys have made it happen. And their, their work ethic, their leadership, their approach to the game, it's all come together and it's been a special season so far. Still got work to do, but so far it's been very enjoyable. Some of that work to do involves clinching the Pac-12 South by beating Colorado tomorrow, 5.30 on ABC. You pregame show starts at 3.30 here on The Zone. Colorado, 5-6, and six, playing for bowl eligibility, coming off a win over Washington. And the Utes send the seniors out the right way, PK. How many times have you heard that expression? Yeah, I don't think that counts this year, though. I think sending the seniors out the right way is next week, not this week. Give them the Pac-12 title. Yes, that's what matters the most. Uh, you know, you should celebrate, and I put it on Facebook, what's going to be the mood, because I, I obviously I think they're going to win. How much celebration is there going to be? Because last year you didn't get, to, you didn't get a chance to celebrate your Pac-12 title because it came late at night when you weren't playing. Here, you're going to walk off the field yeah, knowing. Right, and you're, and you're going to get it. I mean, I, this would be the stunner of all stunners if they lost this game. I don't think that uh, that's going to happen by any stretch. I think they're going to win and win comfortably, just like they've been doing. And that's what Kyle should have said when he talked about the seniors and their leadership and their approach to the game and the crappy opposition they play week after week. Uh, And this is another one that fits right in that mold. But how much celebrating is there going to be? And you should acknowledge winning the division two years in a row is good, but for this group, it's only a step. So it's to send the seniors off. These guys didn't come back just to win the South and then lose the conference title game next week against Oregon. So next week, next week should be the big celebration. Assuming you get that game, and we'll dissect that all in the next week, obviously, when we get to that point. Right now, I would favor them. I, there's no line on the game, but I certainly would favor them against the Ducks next week. So I'm expecting this, the same thing that we've seen the last several weeks. Another beating. Another yeah. awesome performance by the defense that shut out two teams. Held a couple teams to field goals and held a couple more teams to seven just because they scored in the last two minutes against the backups. Right. That's six games where the defense has just 
completely overwhelm the opposition. Which is why I would favor them next week. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. I remember going to San Diego and having warm weather, and even when it rained, it was nice, and so that was a positive, and I remember playing in a time like this, like November, when it's about to snow, and, and we're heading to the sunny California, so looking forward to it. I also remember that we had a lot of players, a lot of fans in that area in, in Southern California, so I know that there'll be a lot of support there, and looking forward to the game, you know, I just, I think I've always remembered the athleticism and speed San Diego State's always had, and it's been that way for a very long time, and looking forward to the matchup. Kalani Sataki talking about the game with the Aztecs Saturday. They've got that athleticism and speed on defense. Sixth in the country. Giving up a little over uh, 13 points a game. 13 and a half points a game. But PK, Rocky Long's teams can usually run the ball, and this team does not run the ball. This offense depends on the quarterback running around making big plays, and he does it once in a while. But they're averaging less than 20 points a game. That is a in college football. That is a ridiculously tiny number. Yeah, and they're talking about the quarterback not playing, so I haven't seen an adjusted line on that, but they have an opportunity to get their eighth win for the Cougars, and that's important. With Agnew, they average 19 points a game. Without him, I can't imagine what this game's going to look like. It's This ought to be a chance for the BYU defense to overwhelm a team the way we've seen the Utah defense do a half, to- a half dozen times. If there's no Agnew running around crazy making plays. So what you're telling as a San Diego State fan, if BYU wins, you can't celebrate because you called it, huh? That'd be okay. <laughs> like, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. I'm sure you had thought about That's right. That. You think about that all the time. Nice nice try. <laughs> Eight and four is there for the taking. That game's tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. You can see it on the CBS Sports Network. And the Cougar pregame show starts at 6 p.m., Live from JCW's in Provo. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Gary Anderson wants a seventh win. Make sure you get a bowl bid. Don't be the 6-6 six and six team that gets passed over. And they're playing a 2-9 and nine team that's lost eight in a row and has a coaching change going on. I would think Aggies by a lot, PK. Me too. Aggies taking down the Lobos. That game's on... Facebook. Full coverage begins at 1 o'clock with the Aggie pregame show. Kickoff is at 2 in Albuquerque. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. College football, PK. This is the big weekend. A ton of games today, even more tomorrow. And there are a lot of teams, if you're pulling for the youths in the playoff race, Alabama-Auburn, big game on CBS at 1.30. Auburn with a chance to knock Alabama out of the playoff hunt. Also, Oklahoma-Oklahoma State, 6 o'clock on Fox. Oklahoma trying to get to 12-1 and of Big 12 champions and put themselves right in the middle of the uh, playoff committee discussion. And Oklahoma State could end that Saturday night. Yeah, I don't think Alabama is the threat. I think that if the Oklahoma's youths take care of the business that they're supposed to, I think uh, they'll be fine with Alabama. I could be wrong, but that's the way I see it. That's my And that's my based guess. on the fact that Alabama won't have a conference title game, so in right. another week, the youths, they beat Oregon. They get a big win that Bama doesn't have. Well, then you'd have to think the win over Oregon is better than the win over Auburn. And then Bama... But, will argue that the loss to LSU is more impressive than the loss to USC. 
Yes. Okay. Uh, but I, Oklahoma, I can agree with that. But Oklahoma will be looking at both of them saying, assuming they get to 12-1, and one, well, we got two wins over Baylor and a win mm-hmm. over Oklahoma State, who's currently ranked, although they may not be if they get blown out by Oklahoma. And then I can argue their loss to Kansas State isn't that much worse than losing to SC. Right. So they could have more yeah. good wins than... I, I think they would. Yeah. Yeah, I think they would have more good wins. Than, than, so that's why if it's a horse race, look over your... Uh, left uh, shoulder, not your right shoulder? That kind of deal? No, look over your right. If you look over your left, you're on the, you're on the rail there, and they would be out of bounds. Look over your right. They're coming along on the outside. Okay. So uh, that could... If I, if being a Ute fan... The number one thing I would root for right now is for Oklahoma to lose. Then next week, the number one thing would be for Georgia to lose. Because I think if Georgia beats LSU, which is a monumental accomplishment, then I think they're in and Oklahoma, Utah, and Alabama are out. That would be almost not debatable because Georgia's sitting at four Mm -hmm. right now. And if they beat undefeated LSU, who's no longer number one, they're now number two. But either way, that's an awesome win. Yes. And, and they'd and be SEC champs. It's hard to believe we're ever going to see a tournament with the SEC champ left out. No, they'd have to have at least two, if not three losses. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. His love for the game. I, I don't know that there's anyone that enjoys playing football more than him. And that that's kind of rubs off, kind of contagious on his teammates. And so when guys like him make a play, you see the bench get excited. And, and that quality that, that a player has that endear, endears himself to other teammates, I think is uh, very strong and important. And uh, he's one of those players. That's Sean Payton, the Saints coach, talking about the impact Taysom Hill has electrifying the whole bench when he scores, yeah. which he did twice. Yeah, but that's kind of – it's a little bit embarrassing, though, on that. It's like the sub who scores the three-pointer at the end. You want to be known as the star and he's in the end zone again because, of course, he's in the end zone again. That's yeah. why he scored 100 touchdowns in and, his career. And they keep making a big deal about it, and it's to the point where uh, I'm over it. And he can run. He can do it. And, and he's not a quarterback. I mean, he's the third-string emergency quarterback, basically. And so the quarterback blocked a punt. Uh, the special teams guy blocked a punt. And he's capable of blocking punts. I mean, the, the only thing I don't expect him to do is kick an 85-yard field goal and play in the line, offense and defense. Other than that, he can do whatever on this football field. Give the Atlanta Falcons credit. They aren't very good at very many things this year. They're 3-9, and nine, but that was an excellent job of recovering onside kicks by them. Silver lining. Yeah, I thought the biggest news of the day was the Cowboys getting worked by the Bills rather than the Saints. Scored the first touchdown and then got dominated. That was a, that was a shocker. And now they're 6-6. Six and six. And the stat on them is they, they just can't they, – they get all their wins against teams with losing records, and they can't beat teams with winning records. Well, they're bowl eligible, though, so that's good. <laughs> they're 6-6, six and six, which in the NFC East puts them right there with the Eagles. The final month, they will stagger to the finish line, play each other, and whoever wins that game ought to win the division because the rest of their schedules are pretty soft. All right, big games this weekend. Anything you uh, care about? Anything you're fascinated by? Uh, no. Raiders, I, I, Chiefs, I no schedule. Broncos on Channel 2. Bronco fans already upset. 
What are you going to do? You got two emails. Three, I think, now. (laughs) (laughs) Poor DJ. (laughs) Phones will crash on Sunday. Looking forward to that. Maybe they won't. They're terrible this year. They're three and eight, so. Once upon a time, Bronco fans crashed the phone lines. That was a blast. Got the Patriots and the Texans in Houston. You buying the Texans as a real contender? Obviously, Patriots, Ravens. Assume the Chiefs, if they're healthy, might be able to take somebody down in the postseason. Texans never won a playoff game. They lose this. They're kind of into NFC East territory, 7-5 and five battling for the title. Yeah, I think they, I give them a chance. All right, DJ and PK, there you go. The headlines are brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690 at Shamrock Plumbing. We're broadcasting live today. We're at Murdoch Chevrolet. Stop them by and say hi during the show. 2375 South, 625 West, right off the freeway in Woods Cross. You can also shop online anytime at MurdochChev.com. Murdoch, C-H-E-V.com. They've got their November black tie sales event underway here at Murdoch Chevrolet. And also, during this broadcast only, you can get an Oil change, a conventional oil change for only $19.99, but you have to get down here before the show ends at 10 o'clock. And while the weather's still good, because it's supposed to snow heavy later today. So right now, it's wide open. $19.99, head on down to Murdoch Chevrolet, and you get the oil change. Murdoch Chevrolet, where customers truly are the heart of our business. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to give away, too. We have got loads of stuff. Jazz Beanie. Jazz cap, you'll be putting these on and people will be ripping them off your head. And then there's the orange jazz shirt, the black and gold jazz shirt. And PK, thanks to a listener who stopped by today, Nicholas Benson from Huge Brands at hugebrands.com. We got DJ and PK signature shirts. We got our <laughs> own line on, of what? apparel, people. Yes. We've got our own line of apparel, yeah. y'all. this out now. <laughs> he showed up this morning. Yes, you need to tweet these out, though. We need to Johnny, our our, uh, on-site engineer, is holding the shot, uh, the shirts. DJ, it's it's a takeoff of uh, ACDC, so the ACDC logo. Yes. It's got DJ on the left side, and then what with the bolt in the middle. Yeah. And then PK, and then it's got a cannon, and then it says, for those about to talk, entertaining dedicated listeners, weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m., Okay, you need to grab me one of those and also tweet it out, okay? <laughs> we got a bunch. Uh, Johnny, we got a whole box full, right? Yeah, and we got uh, in sizes, medium, large, and extra large. Yeah. All right, check Twitter. You'll see photos of our own line of clothing apparel. We've hit the big time now. Thank you, Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas Benson, huge brands, providing DJ and PK. Take me now. apparel. That's it. <laughs> Your dad, your dad couldn't believe you were interviewing Billy Casper, right? Yeah, I've talked uh, to Billy Casper. He won a Masters. I, I've chatted him up. Yeah. And then Johnny Miller knew who you were. And then you rode in an elevator with the Hoff. No, not the Hoff. The lead singer of Counting Crows. I know, but I thought you were in the elevator with the Hoff, too. No, he, he was, was just, he, he went was through the press box, press box press area. and walked through while you were there. Okay. I, I seen him. You seen him, but you weren't, he didn't, okay. Nah, he said, hey, what up, PK? All right. But now, <laughs> all of that has been topped yeah. by the fact that there's DJ and PK apparel. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're not Donovan Mitchell. We don't have shoes yet. 
and there's still another mountain to climb. <laughs> but this is still significant. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.